Welcome back to Bash University Live. Man, I just I've known those two guys for a very short period of time, but I love those guys. Yeah, it was that was that was great hearing about, you know, what where they come from, the bait making, you know, what what really got them into it and also, you know, how we how we got it done at the tail race. That's that's a unique way of fishing. Yeah. You know, there's you, you got to take a lot into account when when that's the way you're doing it. So. I, and you know, it's funny cuz he was saying that there wasn't a lot of fishing pressure up there and that is so unusual. Uh, for right. that body of water, uh, I've fished that seam a number of times. As a matter of fact, me and Ike uh, fished a tournament there on Pickwick. It was Bassmaster, I think, top 100 or something. And him, he and I both uh, fished in and around that seam that he's talking about. Right, right. And, uh, you know, so it's, it's uh, but, you know, knowing about it and being able to execute and catch the, it's, it's a hard thing to do. Plus, yeah. a lot of people got spooked. I know we deal with that all the time. Like our, our lakes were low. Uh, Champlain has been low for a few years and I go into places that guys won't go into. And, um, and that's the key here. Probably a right. lot of guys got spooked off by the shallow water. Got to know how to run it. You got to know how to get in. That's the first, that's the first objective. Yes. Right. So before you even, you know, get to the point of figuring out how to catch the fish, it's how do I get up there without ripping my motor off? Mm -hmm. Right. So, <laughs> <laughs> It's funny after after we watched after fishing the Chesapeake tournament, Mike still has not figured out how to go somewhere without ripping the the motor off. <laughs> but it's uh that was that was still that was still the most amazing thing I've ever seen. And the motors are so durable. But we've got a special guest, a friend of the show. We love having him on. Uh, he's uh man, he, he's won so much. He's having a year, Riz. <laughs> and uh and you just topped it off with another big w on our home body of water our buddy epic eric oh man thanks for having me on thanks for having me on man i appreciate it i appreciate it pete man I, again, just man. when i thought you couldn't be more handsome you in that bash university hat <laughs> man oh man you're it's the starting to get a little boy. It's starting to get a little fade on it, man. I might have to win another giveaway and get a fresh lid in. I think I won this on a, uh, a Rapalanite or something like that. Got one of those prize packs, man, That's as an avid watcher, you know? Well, hey, well, we, we got another hat for you, brother. We'll all right, good, good, we'll good. Sure you're getting tightened up. But, man, uh, great right. to have you with us. Uh, it, what a cool – it's great to celebrate with you guys. Uh, teamed up together for the first time. We and did. got the big trophy. Man, long time in the making, Riz. We were talking about that on a little tournament recap. Riz is yeah. like, it's been three years, dude. Yeah, yep. we, we we talked about getting on the water together for quite a while before it actually even happened. So, you know, luckily we we did it. We made it happen, and we kind of did it in grand fashion. You know, yeah, we absolutely. after the after the tournament, we were we were talking, and Eric's like, is is that your biggest bag ever? And I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, man, two years ago I weighed in a twenty four something, and I couldn't remember. You know the the weights, right? Was it twenty four three? Was it twenty four eight? Was it twenty four nine? But I went back in yesterday and you know scanned back through old Instagram posts, and I I saw that you know two years ago I weighed in twenty four three, and we had twenty four eight. So in that awesome? back the the biggest bag, the biggest bag I've ever weighed in, and it was so it, officially unofficially the biggest bag on the Chesapeake this year. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Eric, come on, man, <laughs> scanning through so many twenty four pound bags to figure <laughs> out whether this was the biggest one. It was I mean, easy for me, on. man. That was my biggest. That's my PB tournament team tournament bag. I'll tell you right away. I'm like, I, there's no question, no scanning required. The biggest team tournament, <laughs> the biggest team championship I won in the Upper Bay, and it was the Upper Bay, very similar pattern was 22 pounds four ounces 
And uh, yeah, it was uh, it was I had to go back to the old memory banks, man. So, yeah, man, it was it was a, what a, an exciting and incredible 48 hours, man, just to fish with Riz and get out there and do it. So, and you know, I love the Chesapeake and this is one of my favorite times to fish. I love the fall too. So many people are, are getting out of their boats this time of year. And man, I, I just love fishing this time of year. This mm -hmm. is crankbait season. Oh, Eric. you know it, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know it. Look behind me. You could, you know who I am when you look at that wall back there. So, right. No mm. doubt. No doubt. You guys are missing. You got, you got to get those crankbaits and, and, uh, and the, the jerk baits, the shadow wraps. It's time. It's jerkbait oh, yeah. and crankbait season. This is the time. And you guys, I don't even think you guys were ahead of that because, I mean, yeah. I bet you that water temperature was 60 degrees where, when you guys fished. Is that right? Yeah, just just about. I mean, some places it was just over 60. Some places it was, it was just under 60. So yep. Still it, warm. It, so yeah. warm oh, for yeah. this time of year. Depending on where you, where we were fishing, the, the yep. water fluctuated a little bit, but it was, it was unseasonably warm. Agreed. Well, agreed, Eric. I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna need your help because uh, it's very difficult to squeeze <laughs> the information out of Riz. <laughs> as the captain, as the captain of the ship, man, it may be his to 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 to, to give or not give. So let's see. You could lead with Riz, and let me see. And, and Riz, you'll type in the uh, private chat, approved or not, for discussion. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. <laughs> uh, well, it's 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 you know, all, as all fishermen are, but we, we're Bass University. You know, we can't right. keep we can't keep those secrets. No doubt, no doubt. We, we got to right let not. it out. But it, you know. All right, so we're fishing in sixty degree fall conditions. Uh, take us, take us through it, Riz. What, what? You guys had a practice day. We did. Yeah, and how we did. did how did that go? And, right. and what kind of plan did you guys put together? Yeah, so we did have a practice day. Uh, we, you know, we we went out Friday and uh, you know, spent a day on the water trying to put put things together. And man, when I tell you, it rained from the time that we launched the boat until the time. <laughs> the boat came out of the water and the hardest periods of rain were at the end of the day when the boat's coming out of the way. I'm telling you, we were, we were wet as wet can be. There was still, yep. there were still puddles in the floor of the boat when we launched on Saturday morning. Yep. So, um, yep. you know, we, and it's funny cause we were actually, you know, talking about it back and forth joking. We're like, you know, these are, these are the days where you earn your big bags, right? Yeah. Because it's, it's miserable. It's windy. It's raining. You're just soaking right. wet, but we we kind of started off slow on yeah. on Friday when we were practicing and uh you know we we didn't the fish weren't talking at first mm -mm, and mm -mm. you know we we got a, a clue kind of mid morning like 10 o'clock in the morning or so right and started to expand on it a little bit and started putting a few bites together but really didn't we didn't have an extravagant practice I mean we we barely probably had a fish over four pounds in practice yeah yeah just um, just just one I think it was one right that, yeah that was it, over four yeah but but what we what we did was we we kind of established a section of the of the bay that we wanted to focus on mm -hmm. um you know and and that's something that i've you know i've been doing a lot lately uh, is like you know just thinking about like okay how how can i how can i put put together a pattern but also put together put together the pattern like in a certain part like yeah. okay am i going from am i going from carpenter in am i going from am i going from the no wake to the brick brick house am i going brick house to to hurricane like that mm -hmm. section you know what i mean and and just keep hitting the high percentage stuff yeah that's right 
Well, yeah, I, right. I, I just uh, like comment about that. Just did uh, the on water stuff with Brian Schmidt, um, mm. who opened up a lot, just tremendously about how he tries to develop a winning pattern. And he, he, he said a comment. He likes to try. He wants that's his goal is to try to find an area that he can make his home. Right. That's right. The tournament. And that it's basically right along the same lines of what you're saying. Right. And we, we you know, we had to move around quite a bit. Oh, yeah. You know, we, yeah. We, we definitely bounced around, but it was all it was all within a certain certain area, you Section, know, high percentage yeah. stuff. And we yep. hit a lot of stuff multiple times throughout the day. And yep. that, I found that fascinating, you know, like we got an early limit and, and Riz and I talking in practice, you know, he said, man, I fish really good once i have a limit and riz we got an early limit on tournament day and pete uh, you know i'm a cranker man the flat side produced and i won't tell what riz was throwing but i was throwing a flat side and they were eating it pretty regularly I was throwing a trap um, you know. all right all right there you go so, so I, and I'll, I'll show you i'll show you the flat side that produced for me um nice. you know, this is a wood bait it's a marty burns build painted by tk stanley at tackle craft that mirrors uh a lot of the shad and the younger the year shad that are prevalent it's a fatter body than you'd normally see for a flat side there's no rattle um but man there's something about a wood bait to me that outproduces plastic i'm a wood freak pete we go back to when we met we started talking about a jerry lore's lure at a bass show and the rest is history man and i'm gonna tip my hat to the dean because the Dean and I went out on a Bass University. Well, it wasn't a Bass University. It's just a Pete Lusick guide service on the water training day. I found him fascinating for how he approached crankbaits and how he thought about them. I wanted to learn the upper bay. And, man, we did some work. And the flat side played for me that day. It was actually a CP bait, Craig Powers. And uh, we caught some really stout fish. And I learned a ton from you. And one of the things we talked about, a seasonal pattern, which was shad-based, was in play that day. And uh, I felt like it was in play for us as well. So um, thank you, Dean, for yeah, the lesson I, I, and, and the experience. I'm, I'm happy to help. I'll take full credit for the win. <laughs> oh, wow, <man. laughs> I, I, I'll also say this. Once we got a limit, Riz, dude, you're incredible. The focus, I mean, he's a certified hammer, but, you know, I don't, I don't ever, I've never seen him fish. I saw him fishing a trout pond at the uh, uh, PA <laughs> Great Outdoor Show. That's how I oh, met yeah. him with Brian the Carpenter and Travis Manson. That was the first time I met Riz. We've been talking fishing since. But the intensity and the absolute laser beam focus that he showed put the bigs in the boat. Um, and, man, it was great to see you do that, Riz. You totally got into it. He was in the nice. zone. I know I hear a lot of pros talk about that. You know, when you're in the zone, Riz was in the zone. We patterned That's those high fish. praise for our Riz, Jocelyn. It is. Yeah, and we figured it out, man. Um, uh, and I'll just tip my hat a little bit. couple clues in practice uh, with the bait change. Riz, we talked about on our little tournament wrap-up. You yeah. know, and I'll, I'll show one more bait. You know, if you're not throwing a blade in the fall, you're, you're lost, in my opinion. Um, those fish key in on it. Look, they'll eat a lot of different baits, and Riz made a crazy call late in the day, too. But... <laughs> A last-minute fish, and I don't know why I got a knack for doing this, uh, but with like what, fifteen minutes to go, Riz? Yeah, maybe, maybe even a little bit less. Like we were, maybe even a little bit yeah. less. We got one small fish, and we're both stressing about this small fish because you don't know. You know the bite's kind of on, but not sure. And uh, this that that fish throated this crankbait and literally yep. freight trained it and swam towards me. I had to catch up and wasn't sure the fish was still on when I find. So I'm throwing a six-three to to one ratio 
and caught up with the fish and turned out to be a, a, the last big we needed for the 2481. So great nice. experience, man. Yeah. Well, well done. What, what, what was the crazy call? Man, I, I, I'm not going to say anything about the bait, but I'm going to say this. There are moments where there's no wind. It's high sun. It's slicked off and you make an unusual call. Riz goes, you may have heard this doesn't work, but I'm doing it. He sits down, makes a bait change, first cast, a five plus. What? And, and we do, I'm just like, are you kidding? <laughs> um, are you kidding me? So the bait doesn't need to be discussed because it can't be. But uh, I, I don't know where he what learned. What are you talking it? about? It can't be discussed. <laughs> You're supposed to be helping, Eric. You're not helping. <laughs> he's got to keep. No, no, he's got to keep that one silent. So don't listen, Riz. So, so, so what? What I what I've figured out over the last couple of years that that on the bay, you know, we we actually talked about it with with Schmitty a little bit okay. when we were when we were on the boat with him, and I'll give it up, you know, because if there's right. if there's people watching right now, it's you know, middle of a work day, they're diehards. They're, they're they want to be, right on. they want to be, it. they want to be learning. Sometimes the, the, you know, a different flash on, on the bait that you're presenting can absolutely elicit a strike. If, if you, you know, if you make your, you, everybody knows a fish chatterbait, right? A fish chatterbait a lot, yep. but you know, I I've learned that if you change the, if you change the flash on your chatterbait and you impart enough action on it, there is no choice a big fish has but to react and we uh we experienced that a couple of years ago pete when we when we fished uh that tournament together and it was kind of the same thing like if you remember there was that guy fishing on the point that <laughs> would not let us get get I, onto what we I hate that guy <laughs> that would not let us get 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 onto what we what we really right? wanted to fish but like I, I saw something that he was throwing and immediately i went down yep. and switched that's, and that's right i remember into, that went into just absolute freak out mode fishing fishing the bait i always fish and it you know they they don't have a choice but but to react and and in this instance it was kind of one of those crazy things where like eric said i i had i had the i had their the, i had it pop into my head i re, i referenced back to when we did it together a couple of years ago and then actually the next thing that popped in my head was kvd saying when you have that thought, you have to react instantly because if you don't, the mm. thought is already passed and you've missed it. Mm. So I put my right. rod down, went down, tied it on. Literally first cast, it, like you said, it was a it was a five. So. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and I'll say this: that bank was not loaded, by the way. So it's not no. like there's a giant group of fish on it, and you're fishing around a lot of fish. I caught a single fish the first day that was close to four or maybe over four on that flat side right there. It's a foiled bait. It's a little olive back, and there's something about this potato chip and that vibration that the fish just love during the fall, man. I've scorched them on it in spring and fall. I like it when the water gets colder. And oddly enough, it wasn't as cold as we needed. But those fish were not chewing yeah. on a steady retrieve. You had to actually work that bait. I worm it a lot, Pete. You know, you, I think you taught me that worming technique, you know, the pull, feel, and mm. stop and with the little speedy worming the crankbait through wood, shallow yep. wood in particular. You know, you could do certain things with certain baits. If you give a little twitch after contacts cover, it might turn around and elicit a strike. But uh, that I like that phrase, worming a bait. That's a great way to describe it. That's right. That's right. That's right. So, you know, a lot of uh, a lot of pressured areas we fish, no question, but it was just because the technique, I think, was different. The bait presentation, the boat positioning that Rich uh, Riz, Riz uh, commands. I mean, he's outstanding with boat position. 
he he you mean he, he let cover. you cast at the bank uh well yeah absolutely man no <laughs> yeah. no like when it's open bank man i felt super comfortable but look when we're structure fishing or cover fishing i'm like you know and i think that i, I really think it's important to talk about there's a lot of tournament team partners where they're bent out of shape they got to catch the fish you know look i contributed to the early limit heavily and i know that that settled us down and then i'm like go to work dude let's do it and he if he needs to parallel something i'm like put that boat on the bank and go to work nice. right right yeah. because at the end of the day if he's trying to serve me he's not serving himself and you know it's all about angles when you're cover cranking or mm -hmm. presenting a bait angles matter and so rich did a great job with it man and i think we gelled as a team um you know rich i loved watching you fish that's one of the reasons i like to fish with new people i learn a ton um you know, Rich, I think you turned to me at one point, maybe in practice, you you said to me, you're not used to have somebody behind you that whines. And uh, I'm like, right. dude, you, you got a winder in the back, bro. Let's go. So, <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's all. Well, that's that, that's, you know, listening to your insight, Eric, really, that makes you such a great team tournament partner. Yeah, because uh, you, you just keep winning, man. You're you you won. You just won big again. You know, yeah. this is yeah. uh this, this, these lessons for, for, cause a lot of guys watching, you know, they, they might want to fish individually. Yeah. You love a team tournament. And absolutely. I it's love my, it too. And my you, favorite thing, tremendous insight for a guy that wants to fish team tournaments. Yep. You got to let the captain do his thing. You can't get in his head. If he's making calls, let him roll. There's only one boat controller. That's why two guys that maybe fish individually when they come together, there's a lot of tension. They don't like the call. They don't like the bank. They don't like the bait choice. They don't like the boat position. You know what? I love being in the back. I got a lot of room to cast. I'll hit an angle, man. I'll find a way to catch them. I might do something finessey. And by the way, I was shocked. They did not want anything on the bottom that wasn't moving. True. Riz, wow. true or not zero true. bites i That's caught a cat so, it's like in one I, month i, in I caught one a catfish month it changed yes. in one I, month it changed from that's the only thing they would bite and to they wouldn't even touch it on the bottom not even isn't that yeah. isn't that incredible yep. pete i caught one catfish on a shooting. jig one oh. catfish riz one catfish one catfish <laughs> and one i'm catfish. proud of that damn catfish tomato. In the tournament, man, that was a whiskered bass, and it was about five, six pounds. So, you know, could have added to the creel. Might have, might have busted 27 with that fish. Who knows? Wow. Yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. well, that's a, that's a, that's a, so a solid bag working well together. And I think, you know, one of the things you talk about, which I, I think is worth mentioning, is keeping that positive energy. Like, you're an energy guy as it is, yeah. Eric. But being able to keep that positive energy running through the boat, through the peaks and valleys of having to make hard calls and oh yeah you know picking up a dumb chatterbait when you should never do it <laughs> you know <laughs> keeping that energy high man that's important to winning isn't it i think it is i mean riz i, I don't know about you man but i thrive on it i fished yeah. with other team partners that they're kind of negative nellies uh they yeah, might turn to you and go are you gonna catch one you know, like, what are we competing against each other? This is not a front in the boat, back of the boat competition. Look, right. man, if they come in the boat, that's awesome. I didn't feel any of that. Rich is super focused. I mean, like a laser beam. And, um, you know, he was all good. And I'm like, do your thing. You know, I think that positive energy just creates um, something that's intangible, but so critically important. I don't fish good. If I've got a stressed out captain, it's like golf. I used to golf as a kid. 
and I golfed competitively and I played in team captain's choice tournaments and you got the guy that throws the club or slams <laughs> his putter down, man, that rattles me, dude. I fish, you know, if I get snagged or something, or if I make a dumb cast behind the boat, because, and I'll tell you about a cast behind the boat that won us $32,000 on day one on Kerr. I leaned back and made a cast that we had casted to a piece of visible cover. It was a stump on a point. And I cast my top water bait when I shouldn't have. And guess what? I didn't get snagged, but I almost did. And that five pound plus fish bit. And that got us a lead that we carried into day two. But normally I wouldn't do that because, you know, I'm going to have to turn the boat around. Scooter's a power fisherman. But we have gelled and that positive energy, even when we're getting our ass kicked, never quitting, never giving up because those last minute bites can happen. And they do so often for me in tournaments in the back of the boat. I don't know what it is, but uh, I just keep grinding, man. So there it is. Positive energy. Yeah, positive energy, especially in a team tournament. And you guys won. What what, what was it? You guys won on Kerr on uh, what tournament? The Angler's Choice? So two, two. So uh, Scooter, we won an Angler's Choice tournament. Um, that was first place. Uh, and then on day two, I did jump off a of six. We should have won back to back. So those were two separate tournaments. And then we won a Collins Bass for Cash two day championship recently on Curve for for thirty two thousand. So Dude, we got big big fish and option pot. You're you're cleaning up, you know, on the on the pot derbies. You're cleaning up on these these team tournament trails. You're winning all the Bass University hats. <laughs> you know, I mean, you got a gift, my friend. Man, thank you, man. <laughs> I, I fish with hammers, man. I mean, think about the hammers that I fish with. And and, and frankly, Pete, you know, learn, learning from you on that on the water class, you are a true, uh, true angler. You're a true river rat in my book. People that understand title are special. It presents so many That's complexities. It is. A river rat is a compliment. <laughs> um, you know, I, I fish with Billy Kramer. Billy Kramer's won a ton yes. of money on the water. I've learned so much about grass fishing from him. Bob Cherry, Richard Wader, um, you know, Scooter Lily, of course, Travis Manson on smallmouth. I mean, you know, I've learned from some of the best and, and watching and observing and not having too much pride to go. Um, I'm a, I'm going to try what they do and see what the intricacies of that are. Steve, Captain Steve Chaconis, you know, when he would sell his boat every year, I would take him fishing. And um, but also incorporating finesse when I'm fishing with a power guy has paid yeah. and helped us win tournaments. When somebody's winding on them and I present a finesse style bait like a drop shot, a Ned or other or some, you know, micro swim bait that you don't think you should be throwing. Uh, on an Okashira screw head when it gets balls tough on on Kerr has put fish in the boat to keep us in that top three contention to to strike for the win. Uh, and that was in 2021. Had a chance to win a couple of championships down there on different bodies of water. Uh, but the baits that kept us in the game were my little finesse style baits. You know, the power bait bite had gone away. They were missing it. Uh, but picking up key fish and that went on with Collins. I called out two key fish that were about to die. And I, I threw a, a micro swim bait. I mean, a little spark shad on an Okashira screw head on eight pound test. And uh, Scooter turned to me and said, man, we could use a couple keepers right now. And I called two of the fish that were literally struggling out of the boat to keep us in the game because th- that penalty would have hurt us for sure. So wow. I, that, that's that's teamwork, man. That's that's pretty right impressive. On. Riz, after you, you fished with Eric for a day, what, what was it? What was it like? I mean, uh, did you feel his energy? Did you uh, did did? 
you know, what was that experience like? I know we we hear them on the show all the time, but uh, what's it? Is it a show in the boat? <laughs> you know, <laughs> no, no, more so just you know, it, it gave me the confidence to feel like every move was the right one, you know, and, yeah. and that's uh, that's that's big, you know, that's and huge. Like like Eric mentioned earlier in the show, like I'm a completely different guy from when I get a when I get a limit in the boat to what you know if I'm still looking for that limit. And it's probably a, a a fault to myself somewhere I need to improve as an angler is to not be a different fisherman from the time that I have a limit to the, you know, once I have the limit moving forward. Right. But, right. You know, right now it, it, I know it's where I'm at. So I'm kind of, I'm, I'm, I'm changing. I'm, I'm having to adjust game plans to try and work, you know, to my, to my strengths. And it's funny when we started the term where we actually wanted to start because in Maryland, they just put duck lines <laughs> anywhere they want to, everywhere. Yes. There was a yes. duck line set up on what we wanted to start on. So I was like, all right, yep. this is cool. We can't start here. Let's, <laughs> let's slide on over somewhere else. And yep. it just happened to be that there was a pile of fish waiting there for us. So like I said, we just landed on them. Wow. Yep. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. That's crazy good luck. Yeah. I, did the, the guy that haunted us, was he out there that day? No, I haven't seen no. that guy since. Actually. That's really? good. Yeah. Man, Riz, Riz, I I do want to talk about that one moment. P, we had a crankbait, uh, <laughs> vibration blade, uh, <laughs> the rattlebait, uh, flurry, lipless. That was just, I don't know that I've ever experienced it that fast and furious on a tidal river in November. We are caught you over sure 20, you're talking about the flats. We are. Yeah. We, we we caught over twenty fish, and we we kind of had an audience. And Riz looked at me, and 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 it, he gave us like I don't know another minute and a half to like catch a big we did make a couple calls yeah. right one uh and yep. um anyway it was extraordinary man because it was all winding on those fish and they were so packed and tight it it blew my mind how many fish were in this area a couple stripers mixed in but it blew my mind the number of fish i've caught a lot of fish cranking but i've had to cover a lot of water to catch a lot of fish cranking in november whether i'm doing it for fun or in a tournament that was special and so that was another moment i think that's worthy of mention that's yeah, fun. a pile of them there. Yeah, it was fun. And that was actually on the second time that we went back to that spot. It we started on that spot, caught <laughs> caught four real quick, mm, and then kind of yep. got going into the the you know the pattern that I wanted to run. And yep, you know we uh, I stopped back on that later in the day, and <laughs> when we got there and the tide had switched and started coming in, it was just it you know, loaded up snapping <laughs> wow and we talked yeah. about it like you know rich and i he looked at me he says how long do you think it takes to reload i'm like man these tidal fish can reload so let's check it out there's there, i mean we're right there and so he 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 slid, slid over and it was just on fire it was unbelievable yeah. special man, that, moment that, that's pretty awesome I, I i just i had this one question um i wanted what the rain it rained all day yeah. you, you guys weren't impacted by muddy water not the section that we were focusing on. Okay. That's right. Was, we, we, we expanded a little bit um, a yeah. couple times throughout the day, and it just didn't quite feel right. And the water was a little bit more impacted mm -hmm. where, yeah. you know, in, in on some kind of more off-the-wall stuff. Yeah. Um, so once, you know, once we realized that that water had been impacted and it wasn't really going on, we there was really just like a key, you know, milk run that we – you know, went through several times and, you know, yep. some of the stuff we caught, you know, multiple fish on, uh, different times throughout the day. Yep. Um, but you know, really it was kind of just like knowing, all right, this is the, this is the section that they're, that they're using. And luckily the, 
you know, the first, the first hits, you know, when we went to those areas for the first times, you know, we got bit and got bit heavy. And, and yep. actually I, I personally think we left a couple out there, you know, like I, 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 I lost one on the same dock set that, that I caught, you know, a heavy five and a heavy four yeah. on. Yeah. And I, you know, had another bite on the same dock set that I couldn't move the fish. It turned around a piling, it came off, and then I saw the weight that the fish moved, and I was like, oh, God, that was another. <laughs> Man, well, come on, 24 pounds? Would he, would he... I wanted to get 25. 30 I know, pound right. Bag. I know. They, they live out there. Yeah, they, they do. There. That's a fact. 30. I know yeah, yeah. Uh, there's there's guys watching. They have some questions for this dynamic duo, Josh. They do. Logan wants to know, Epic Eric, what rod yeah. do you throw your flat sides on? Yeah, I have a CB. Um, it's a it's a, um, a, a G Loomis rod. They don't make it anymore, but they brought back that cranking series. It's the bronze series. So there's an NRX Plus that they make right now, and it was the CB843 cranking um, stick. So it's an old G Loomis. It's a composite rod, meaning it's a blend of fiberglass and graphite. So I get the sensitivity of a graphite rod. It's got a nice parabolic bend, and I generally throw my flat sides on 10-pound. And recently, Pete, I've switched to mono, back to mono. What? I, I do. I, I You're going you're gonna to think I'm crazy. 10-pound big game, man. It's cheap. It's, <laughs> it's affordable. I like it. But I also like a precision-wound monofilament. And when I say for, like, tournament fishing, so practice, it's 10-pound big game. But in a tournament, it's going to be restrung uh, with uh, 10 pound precision wound. And I think it's suffix. And precision wound means each strand of the line is laid next to the other. They don't crisscross. So it comes out smoother, rounder, and it's like butter. So anyway, that's what I do, Pete. I, I switched up, man. I used to do, I was doing fluorocarbon for years. Wow. But I like the stretch of big game. I like how tough big game is. It never lets me down. And a I couple don't know of the hammers that I, I talked to. I, I don't, don't know what to do with all this crankbait talk. You're I know, the, man. the great I know. epic Eric is now switching to mono. We interviewed David Fritz, who went. <laughs> He's got braid. With braid. I don't that's, know. That's weird. You know what? The only thing that bothers me about braid is like if I get hung. Am I going to really be able to snap that bait off? I'm going to drive the hook straight into the wood. You know, I don't want to. So maybe David gets free baits. I don't. I got to pay for him. <laughs> so, you know, I'm going for bottle because I can I can snap it off. Uh, I, well, that, that you know, as as a uh, that's an important uh, asset right, to yeah. be able to keep the boat fishing and moving and not interrupt with oh, like, yeah. getting hung up every time out of the gate. That's oh, yeah. that's pretty notable little bash university tidbit there e right on man right on you know i used to i used to crank with mono i love the stretch it allows the fish to eat the bait especially in colder water and i'm not losing fish so you know my strike to catch ratio has not been impacted it's way more affordable eight you know 10 pound 12 pound <laughs> 17 pound big game i wish they uh, actually yeah i wish they made 17 they don't but anyway it's so affordable 20 pound it's out there and it's really good for me it works yeah I, I get that because, uh, like I was saying earlier, my son Jake is practicing on a bait caster with a $50 spool of fluorocarbon. Uh, <laughs> you know, I think we got to switch over. Well, right Mr. Higgs wants to know Does the sink rate of mono differ from fluorocarbon when you're using a crankbait? Eric, I, 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 it does. Eric, it what's does. your take on the sink rate? It does. It does. But, you know, because I fish in the dirt a lot, 
I fish shallow because of the boaters that I fish with, the river rats, their dirt daubers, if you, if you want to call them that. You know, I'm fishing that range from, think about what I fish, Pete, on tidal rivers, and if I'm fishing in the dirt with a guy like Scooter down south. It's zero to eight, and maybe mm -hmm. 10 to 12 on a deep day on points. And so that line, as long as my crankbait is connecting with the cover that I'm trying, not, I'm not trying to reel it through midwater column and catch fish. I know you could do that cranking, but I'm, I'm contacting the cover. I'm feeling the bottom. I'm feeling the wood or I'm cranking through wood and trying to create a reaction bite. So there's no differential for me. There's no differential for me. And my strike to catch ratio has stayed the same, but yes, the sink rates are different, but it doesn't matter. As long as my crankbait's getting to depth, it's working how I want it to work. You keep rolling, Jocelyn. We got people. They want to talk. They do. 47 Degrees Fishing wants to know, in team tournaments, is it one one person's job to take care of the live wells and handle culling, or do both anglers handle it depending on who catches the fish? Oh, that's a great question. How did that's you guys handle that? Rich was the man. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> hey man i'm turning 60 in a week man rich can move way faster than i can is way more confident and it's called way more chesapeake bay fish dude thank you for doing that because i've had boaters want to make me do it and i'm just like dude no you're on man <laughs> your boat your cullen beam your rules let's roll do it do it your way yeah. That's get yeah that's that's great I I think that's the best choice is you got a Amazing. designated uh, caller uh, to get after it and and because I, honestly uh, you you need to make sure one person is continuing to keep the hammer down oh, yeah. you know if if the you know depending on the rules of the situation if you have to stop sure. the call but I you know a lot of team tournaments don't man if you can keep yeah. one guy rocking man yeah you get you get you get somebody that knows what they're doing get it gets in there and the other guy can keep fishing yep yeah yep. yeah it was, I, I, I i did the column but i would always ask eric like it was yellow right if there was any <laughs> doubt in it i'd be like all right hold on i just gotta double check him again i said it one point in the day i'm like dude i've lost by one one hundredth of an ounce before me too. After that happened, I was like, I'm never going to make a calling mistake. Like, yeah. I'm, oh, yeah. Like, every <laughs> ounce counts. So. Oh, I, I've, I've won on the bay by one one hundredth, and I've lost by one one hundredth. And so yeah. I would make up like sayings like, uh, white ain't right or yeah. yellow ain't a great fellow, you know, just to like, because yellow, green, I mean, you know, it was just too confusing. So I try to come up with these sayings in my brain. And then uh, I'd forget because it'd be 30 minutes later. I'm like, well, we got to do that again. So. <laughs> I could tell you my brain stops working when you're catching fish and oh, you're like, like I, I, I do, I call and I know, all right, my red or number two, that's the one, that's the next one to go. And I get back up and I start fishing. I catch another fish. I, there's no way I can remember red number two for, for 30 seconds. It's gone. It's like immediately out of my brain. Yep. Uh, the, the one error I, the one massive error I made in calling, uh, is I was so, so thrilled. I caught my fifth fish and, uh, I went in and I called out, <laughs> I, I, I was right back to having four fish. <laughs> <Calls down. laughs> hey, I'm looking at the chat on YouTube and I want to say one more thing about mono. And this is, this is do not sleep on this when it is cold and fluorocarbon just handles like dog crap mono is so much better man i love the handling of mono that's the last thing i'll say about it and, and, and you i know what you know what else i just read uh, something and this is this is interesting that the 
you know, less stretch fluorocarbon. It's not that much less. Like they mm-hmm, stretch right. similarly. Yeah. Um, you know, it is less stretched. That's true, but it's yeah. not. It's not as dramatically different as you might think. Yeah, and the money savings, man. I mean, it's just it's if twenty bucks for a spool of lime versus yeah. three hundred for like under ten bucks. Forget about it, man. I mean, Dude, you there's know, it's a so ten thousand dollars of crankbaits behind your head. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> but but there's some really special ones that always come with me that I'd cry if I lost. So yeah, you know Dude, it, man. People want to know what your go-to crankbait. Man, depending upon the season, right? So uh, in the fall. Like when it's cold, you know, Riz know what I put in my hand. I crank with a spinning rod a lot. It sounds crazy. Eight pound test. And uh, one of my biggest tournament upper bay bass was a six, seven on a flat side crankbait. In fact, this is, I think this, this is the, the crankbait that I was throwing. I was throwing with Mike Piccolo. We saw him we competed against them. I was throwing that Craig Powers that uh, it was in the spring and uh, I will throat weight it. This doesn't have it on it, but I'll put some suspend strips right here because don't sleep on a slow rising or slow sinking or suspending crankbait. So eight pound test, eight pound test I'll crank with. And uh, I also love throwing a shad wrap. So you can't beat a number five shad wrap when it gets really goofy. They yes. make a number six right now. If you're a Bass U subscriber, the discounts are fantastic at Rapala VMC guys. But a shad wrap, that's one of my favorite cold water colors when they get off the shad and onto the crawl. Eight pound test. So, um, and of course, all the flat sides. I mean, you know, pick a flat side, uh, a flat side wood made bait. I know you guys just picked up water wood. Uh, you should check out Bass U. I don't know if you got a discount for your subscribers, but um, there's a lot of flat side options out there, guys. I love the tight vibration and I love how it mimics the shad. And when they get on the shad in the fall, you got to have a flat side, you got to have a shad wrap. You can play Eric, with upsizing the hooks or, you know, Eric, lead to spend. Eric, Talk the question it. was, pick your one go-to. Oh, <laughs> oh my you God. You can't do it. You I can't. can't narrow it down. No way. It, that's an impossible question for me. I mean, all right, I'll, I'll sell out and go, a square bill. But I can't yeah. do that, man. I just can't. I can't. I love I love that. I love the answer. What's your what's your go-to crank, Riz? Uh just i'm i'm pretty generic man i'm like <laughs> i'm like mr vanel like it's like if i'm throwing a square bill it's a 1.5 if i'm throwing a if i'm throwing a diving bait it's a it's a wiggle ward you know what i mean it's there's not uh, i don't have the i don't have i can't do the complexities right i gotta just keep things simple and figure out like which one of these basic things they're biting better where and then just that go with that. Yep. that. That makes sense. But Pete, that's an impossible question. <laughs> Josh, I'm the worst person to ask. Cause you, I know you can see, you can I see your hair is like problem. on fire as we try to get you to hone it down. To His one. answer is all the above. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, stick, I, I love I, the I, wiggle board. You brought that up. That is a great go-to crankbait because you can fish it relatively yeah. shallow and deep. You can small mouth chomp it right alongside large mouth spots sure too. Do. so it's a really really good all-around bait that dr Crankenstein, that's it's it's right here happening in the bass lab that's all i can tell you sums that's, it up i got a sticker for that i'm <laughs> mad about crankbaits always have been <laughs> i love it love it we got a facebook like and share contest this is your last chance we're going to be uh, asking a question uh for our grand prize which is going to be a pair of hobie huntington eyewear which has Ooh, nice. three different lenses uh from for bright sun for sight fishing and in between 
uh, this is this is going to be a great little prize for uh, for the grand prize winner. And we have some. Speaking of crankbaits, we have some amazing uh, crafted crankbaits from Brazil. This is a top order. I think we got a crankbait <laughs> sitting around there somewhere. Yep. Well, nope. That's top order too. We got a crankbait. Oh, there it is. Uh, we. We've got Waterwood uh, crankbaits is going to be uh, the prize for a Facebook like and share. Yep. Head on over. Head on over and get it done real quick. This is a killer little bait right here. I think this uh, this looks like those little bitty shad uh, size-wise that you guys were fishing around That's down, right. down on the bay. But uh, you got, do you got a question for us, Riz? Yeah, we're working on it. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm waiting for a confirmed uh, confirmed answer before I kick it out there okay real quick pete someone someone commented um legend has it pete is still swimming around looking for his trolling motor cable <laughs> just kidding pete you're a stud uh, and what a tournament is. that was when we were out on our on water training trip did i did i teach you how to, to properly <laughs> jump in the water <laughs> tuck and roll ne negatory man there was none of that hijinks going on man <laughs> man i uh I fell in the water, uh, um, and I happen to know where you guys got in got in your little flurry of fish catches. Yeah, um, and I happened I was fishing a a, a tournament th this past summer, um, and I my jig got caught up on the base of a tree, and I went in to get it, and the tree proceeded to knock all my rods off the deck. Uh, and what? And I'm I have I have four or five rods just in in the in the river and um i had to make a choice like do i do i let the rods because i i couldn't reach them do i let the rods go or do i go in after them and uh of course i i went in after them and i grabbed all four or five of them and i wow. took in with me the other four or five that i had <laughs> on the deck oh of the boat <laughs> so i went that's twice i've been swimming in, in the upper the bay Fortunately, uh, I was able to I was able to capture bear hug. The, that's the unbelievable. Whole, the whole mess, and uh, and I didn't lose anything. That I've been day. swimming in the Potomac twice, my friend. Twice is that right? Oh yeah. Oh, was it, was it cold? Was it what? It was how did, cold. How did that go down? So I was fishing with Jimmy Big Time in Potom in the Potomac River, Matterwoman Creek. Fall buzz bait bite was on. He wanted to worm a stretch of bank way back in the creek. He's on the phone on the back of my boat with his boss because he's not supposed to be fishing. It's like 4.30. <laughs> and so I go to pick up a rod quietly, and one of my crankbait hooks connects to two rods that I proceed to dump in the water. So I hit the deck. I just polished my boat. I go down to grab the rods. I push one further out, get one. But as I go, my chest slides on the gunwale, and I am like nose to the water. I can't come back because he's on the same side of the boat I'm on. He looks, he goes, you're all right. And I go, help Jimmy. And then I proceed to do a Mark Spitz into the water, do a tuck and roll, come back up, you know, get my way to the back of the boat, just like you do and get in. Luckily I had a change of clothes and uh, we laughed our butts off. <laughs> Pete, That's I awesome. went on the biggest buzz bait bite run I have had in the Potomac. And you know what buzz bait it was on? The one you and I experienced. Remember, I threw that loud squealer on the upper bay with you. Yeah, and you pulled out that crazy looking fire tiger one, and you're like, they don't make it anymore. And then I figured out how to hack some buzz baits together. Yeah, it was a it was a buzz bait in white that I made with the exact same components of the buzz bait you love to throw. All right, and, and they well, I, absolutely mashed it. 
I'd like to place my order for some right now. <laughs> I can make you some, my friend. Be happy to do it. I would. I, I will take you up on that. I got you, Just, man. I know. The, I know the bait. <laughs> I miss that bait. I still have components. Like it's that's the one part. Of, this was a great uh, buzz bait. I loved because you could fish mm-hmm. it slow. Had such yep. a big blade. But yep. they, it would just fall apart. Like it just yep. the minute it would start squealing and get oh, just yeah. right, oh, then yeah. the, com- the components would fall apart and it would be over. Oh yeah, but oh yeah, great, great stuff. Let's yep. give away some stuff. Go cool. do it. You got We got to queue up the grand prize while we're picking the. Uh, yes, sir. What do you right. got? So the grand prize trivia question for today's Bash You Live is: What year? What year? Did the Davis family start swimming a jig? What oh year did gosh. the Davis family start swimming a jig? That is a, a can-do question. Wow. My Lord. Somebody will get it quick, I'm sure. This did, 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 This was amazing, Eric, how early it started. Like I, I typed it into the comments. It's, cr- it's crazy. And YouTube. You have the answer? I do. No, don't, don't give it away. I'm not going to give it away. I, I know I'm not eligible, uh, but I would have blurted it out. that didn't take long oh my goodness what year was it bkg won with the answer 1978 1978 holy mackerel isn't that 1978 i was 11 years old 12 years old maybe i wasn't even thought of (laughs) i don't (laughs) i don't think i had caught my first bash yet in 1978 that crazy. I was 16, man. I was a lifetime subscriber of Bassmaster magazine when I was 16. When I was wow. 12. Yeah. Man, you 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 had a definitely an early start, but c- congratulations, BKG. Great, great memory. Great uh nice. you know, great couple of guests. They're really a father and son that wow. you know you can really uh admire and appreciate the relationship that they have and and how dad has helped son become a better angler and and uh building amazing tools and now Sending his son off to the Bassmaster Classic. Oh my goodness! Incredible, right? It is incredible. Mm-hmm. Jake, we're starting practice tomorrow. <laughs> 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 we got to get him going. But uh, we have a Facebook like and share winner. The Facebook like and share winner is Sean Pang. I'm not even going to try and butcher your name, but I'll send you an email. <laughs> uh, Sean Pang, Sean, congratulations! Congratulations! Uh, thanks for watching over there. Thanks for watching on TikTok, guys. Uh, we're wow. going to get our feed dialed in over there and YouTube as well. Eric, thank you, man. It was It's, it's man. a treat having you on, as always. Thank you very much for having me. Hey, man, Riz, incredible work, man. Thank you're you. a stout captain. You are OG River Rat. You're a hammer <laughs> out there, man. I was just glad to be a part of it and put a fish of the well and uh, give a couple clues to practice to what was going on, man. It was an honor. I'm glad we yeah. finally did it after three years of talking about it. So yeah. let's do it again sometime. Pete, we got to go out we again, will. man. I'll hire you for another bass class, dude. Um, you let me know where you're going to be in the country. Maybe I'll meet you somewhere one day. That'd be awesome, dude. We'll go to love, love to be in a boat with you again. E. We'll, uh, We'll uh, crank monofilament together. Dude, I love it, man. I love it. <laughs> Jocelyn, thanks for what you do on Bass U. I'm a subscriber. I'm a watcher, man. You guys are doing great stuff, man. Keep it up. And thanks again for having me. Really oh, appreciate th- it. Th- thank you so much, buddy. We'll we'll catch up with you real soon. And uh, and check him out on Smallmouth Crush. You can see uh, Epic Eric there. And where where else can they follow you if they want to check out your uh, your Krankenstein and your all your <laughs> social media exploits? Thank you, man. Th- thank you. So my main page is at Epic Eric Official on Instagram. 
And then I also run a little site that has some, um, you know, baits for sale and some really cool bass stickers. That's uh, Epic Eric's Bass Lab. And, you know, I, I work with like some really cool artists, Goonie Wolf. Uh, you know, he makes some cool stickers like River Rat. You know, you get a Bass Lab one. You can get a, uh, and Riz, this is this is one for us, man, because I think this one just it like, it like mirrored the fish that we were putting in the boat. She thick. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, that's exactly right. So, yeah, and I've got uh, I've got some limited run crankbaits on there, um, you know, spinnerbaits and swim jigs made to the way that I want them. Uh, but uh, I love hacking up tackle. I, I put a lot of bait tips out there um, on my Instagram, especially the Bass Lab and at Epic Eric Official. But those are the two places you could find me. So uh, the link to the stores in my bio, man. Thanks, Pete. I appreciate you asking about that, man. Thank you. Oh, you bet. Thanks for coming on. Guys, we're going to be back next week. Look for us to be live from Tackle Direct. Uh, we're going to be on site doing, having some really cool uh, buying opportunities for all you guys watching uh, right right on site. So look for that coming next week. Guys, Very we'll cool. see. is there anything else we got? We're good. We're good to go. We're going to roll out, guys. Hope you have a great day. Get out there. Don't miss the fall fishing, man. It's amazing. It's one of my favorite times of year to get out there fishing, get cranking. Don't forget about our Black Friday sale. Don't Ooh. forget about our Black Friday sale. Oh, my gosh. Going on right now. Uh, annual subscribers, check this out. We've got a $75 uh, coupon to Tackle Direct. Our friends at Tackle Direct are making it so you can't say no. Get wow. over there and get subscribed annually, and they'll hook you up with a huge coupon to go shop over at the TackleDirect.com store. So go check that out. Thank you, Jocelyn, for reminding me. Hope everybody has a great day, great weekend. We will see you next week. I'm Pete Gluzak for Bash University. We'll see you next time.